0: People that came here in these ethnic wards had very little money to start out with. The fact that when lumber was cheap in Oshkosh, you could build a home for maybe six or seven or eight hundred dollars. And so what all these immigrants did, they would save their were very save their money, and eventually they would borrow the money to build their house. Like my house on 6th Street, where I was brought up on, my dad bought it. My dad was born in 1895, and he worked at Payne's for years. And he borrowed the money so he could buy that house for $1,500. And to show you how difficult it was for him to pay that home off, which he moved into in 1918. It wasn't until 1945 that he still owed $500 for that thing in his lifetime, and he was in his 60s. People would pay it off a dollar or two or three dollars every month if they could get it. The saving feature that the immigrant families had in the Sixth Ward and Thirteenth Ward was the many kids that they had. The legal age to go in the state of Wisconsin the legal age was to go to work you could work when you were 12 years old in the beginning. My dad went to work the pains at 12 years old and he worked till he till he till he worked till he retired at the age of 62 so he spent 50 years from on my dad's side working in the lumber mills they worked from the age of 12 in my father's generation until they died and as a side effect in 19 in the 1930s when Franklin Roosevelt set the social security act he set the age limit at 65 to retire <music> What helped these immigrant people in Oshkosh survive is that in their early years, before sanitary laws became mandatory in the cities, you could have a barn on your property, you could raise pigs, you could raise chickens, you could raise rabbits, and that was where you could get your protein from. Every home, for example, in the sixth ward, Eventually, originally had a small barn on property. I remember as a kid, ten, eleven years old, and I would I was born in 1919. So in 1927, 1928, I remember a small barn on our property on Sixth Street, and that's because the city had allowed the the people to build barns. And to supplement the the uh, the meat from their animals, you, everybody had a big garden. The lots were probably fifty by a hundred on average. The average lot for the immigrant family, maybe fifty to a hundred feet. Every every square inch of your lot that did not have a building on it was made into a garden. That would include the front lawn. The side lawn and the back lawn, that was all put in gardens, and then the, the immigrant families would grow everything they could: cucumbers, tomatoes, corn, radishes, you name it. You, they would grow it. They would grow it in the, in the and in the fall of the year, they would harvest the meat that they would need for the year and they would harvest the crops that grew on your property. That developed into one of the biggest business ever produced in Oshkosh was the canning industry. There were glass jars made by, I I think it was Ball, a ball jar that was a prominent glass manufacturer of canning jars. And then you... What you would do, you'd you'd, pre- you'd prepare your food and cut it up and you put it in your glass jar and then you had a big pot on your stove that would be maybe 10, 12 jars in it and you would boil it to cure the bacteria in the food and in the water. Now keep in mind that the only heating elements that in these immigrant homes was wood, was wooden. That was dead. Coal was too expensive to buy. The people didn't have any money. Now, what had happened in the lumber mills that are in the city of Oshkosh, they had ends of lumber by the thousands and thousands and thousands of tons that was called scrap lumber. You could buy a whole truckload of scrap lumber for four bucks a load from the Payne Lumber Company or 40s lumber companies. And I can remember when I was a kid, it was my most hated job. The truck went back up to our driveway and I'd have to load it into shanties. All in addition to your home that you had, which consisted of probably three rooms and an attic. You had a shed on the back of your home. The average immigrant home had what we call a shed. It would be a lean-to type thing. And that is where you stored your lumber for the winter time. thing of that. Then you had to have a room, what we call a cool room, where you stored your canned fruit or meat or vegetables for the rest of the year. That is why... Many women only slept five or six hours a day in their lifetime until they were until they aged, or they were lucky and their husband retired and they could sleep longer. But they worked; they worked fourteen, fifteen hours a day to do that with the big families and that. It was a horrific, horrific life, and 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 do it and do it that way. Now, when it comes to water which is the basic element of life. Water, especially in the Midwest, was very, a lot of it. Somehow, through the geological time, underlying the United States as a vast reservoir of clean water at the time in the 1870s, 1880s, 1890s. There are layers upon layers of that water that lie and flow into the between the rocks under ground, maybe fifty to hundred feet. Now the 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 washing water was different from the drinking water. I'll go into that drinking water. Is safe to drink at that particular time in history, because it was unpolluted. The thing, you pumped the, you had a well outside your house, you drilled down until you hit spring water, and you pumped it up with your hand pump. For washing clothes or washing dishes, you could not use well water from a pump, because in the well water there are grains of, of. Uh, grains of uh, stone, minerals sort of the thing, which prevents you from making suds. So the only way you could get water that was called soft water, you had to have a rain cistern. Now, every home in the immigrant society, people that lived in Oshkosh had a what they call a rain cistern. This would be made a tub originally out of wood, maybe six or eight feet in diameter, It'd be maybe two or three feet deep, and you would bury that in the ground beside your house, and you would attach rain troughs along the eaves of your roof, and have a a, a trough run into the rain cistern. You would probably get about two, three, four hundred gallons of water, and that had to last you all year long, especially in the winter time. And even in the summertime, you had to use you had to use the water that was in that well. So you depended on heavy rainfall. Now I'll talk about clothes. How did the immigrants get clothes? They made them. The singers, every immigrant in the immigrant family would have a sewing machine, a hand, a pedal, a foot pedal operated sewing machine. Your mother would make your trousers, make your shirts, would make your your everything except and even socks would be darning. I don't know if it, people know what darning is. You know what? You know what, Donning You think the people will know what, Crocheting and y- with yarn thing, people would make socks, make socks for their kids with yarn and needles and thing. It was a technique that had to be learned and acquired and required require some skill. So most clothes had was homemade. Because you could not afford to buy it, especially during the great Depression, where people didn't have any money you had to make, uh the the one of the girl's favorite uniform uh, skirts were made out of out of uh gunny sacks gunny sacks a gunny sack is made out of raw fiber used to store potatoes or grain or things like that, and skirts would be made out of Gunny sex for the girls to wear. It was accepted. And another, another source of clothing is from people that died that would give them to the family. People today don't realize how short life was for the immigrants that came here to America in the 1860s, 1870s, 1880s, 1890s.